Nestled in the heart of Oregon, surrounded by towering pines and serene rivers, lay the small town of Northwood. It was a place where everyone knew everyone, where the pace of life was slow, and where tranquility was not just a state of mind but a way of life. The town was a patchwork of quaint houses, family-owned businesses, and vast farmlands that stretched as far as the eye could see. The air was always fresh, carrying the scent of pine and the earthy aroma of the nearby river. As the only police officer in Northwood, my days were usually filled with routine tasks. The town was peaceful, the crime rate was low, and the residents were law-abiding citizens. Most of my work involved resolving minor disturbances, a petty theft at the local grocery store, a dispute between neighbors over a misplaced garden gnome, or an occasional drunken brawl at the town's only bar, the Rusty Anchor. Despite the mundanity, I took pride in my work, knowing that I was maintaining the peace and safety of my beloved town. However, amidst the tranquility and the routine disturbances, there was one case that stood out like a dark, cloud on a clear day. It was a case that still sends a cold shiver down my spine whenever I think about it, a case that remains an unsolved mystery in the annals of Northwood's history. This case involved an elderly man named Harold Baxter. Harold was a longtime resident of Northwood, living alone in an old, weather-beaten house on the outskirts of the town. He was a widower, his wife having passed away many years ago, and the loss had turned him into a recluse. He rarely ventured out of his home, and his interactions with the rest of the town were minimal. But Harold was not just known for his reclusive lifestyle. He was also known for his eccentricities, his strange tales, and his frequent calls to the police station about unusual noises and sightings. Little did I know that one of these calls would lead to the most chilling case of my career. Harold Baxter resided in a time-worn house that sat on the outskirts of Northwood. The house, once a charming symbol of rural simplicity, had now fallen into a state of disrepair. Its once vibrant paint was now chipped and faded, the roof sagged in places, and the garden, once meticulously maintained, was now overgrown with weeds. It was a stark contrast to the well-kept homes in the rest of Northwood, a physical manifestation of Harold's isolation and neglect. Harold's transformation into a recluse had begun after the death of his beloved wife, Martha. They had been inseparable, their love story was one that was often recounted by the older residents of Northwood. But Martha's untimely death had left Harold devastated. He retreated from the world, his grief turning him into a hermit. His once frequent interactions with the townsfolk dwindled until he was rarely seen outside his dilapidated home. Despite his self-imposed isolation, Harold was well known in Northwood, but not for reasons one might expect. He was known for his eccentricities, his peculiar habits that seemed to grow more pronounced with each passing year. The most notable of these was his frequent calls to the police station. He would report strange noises that he claimed were coming from the woods surrounding his house, sightings of unusual creatures in his backyard, and on one occasion, a UFO hovering over his cornfield. His tales, though dismissed by most as the ramblings of a lonely old man, added an element of intrigue to the otherwise quiet town. 
Despite his reputation, I found myself drawn to Harold. Perhaps it was a sense of duty, or maybe it was the mystery that surrounded him, but I would often find myself driving to his house on the edge of town. I would check on him, ensuring his safety, and listen to his latest tales of strange noises and sightings. I tried to offer him reassurance, to ease his growing paranoia. Little did I know that these visits, these glimpses into Harold's isolated world, would soon lead me into the most chilling case of my career. It was a frigid winter night, the kind where the cold seeps into your bones and the world outside is blanketed in an eerie silence. I was at the station, sipping on a cup of lukewarm coffee, when the phone rang, shattering the quiet. The voice on the other end was unmistakable, it was Harold. But this time, his voice was different. It was laced with a fear so raw and palpable that it sent a chill down my spine. Harold was frantic, his words tumbling out in a hurried rush. He claimed that there was something in his house, an intruder. But his description of the intruder was far from ordinary. His voice trembled as he insisted that whatever was in his house was not human. He spoke of glowing eyes, of a shadowy figure that moved with an unnatural speed, of a presence that filled him with an indescribable dread. His words, though disjointed and frantic, were filled with a terror that I had never heard before. I immediately left the station, the urgency in Harold's voice propelling me forward. The drive to Harold's house was a blur, the deserted streets of Northwood passing by in a whirl of shadows and streetlights. When I arrived at his house, I was met with a sight that sent a wave of unease coursing through me. The front door was ajar, swinging gently in the cold winter breeze. The house was in complete disarray, furniture overturned, personal belongings scattered across the floor, and the faint scent of fear hanging in the air. I called out for Harold, but my voice echoed back at me, unanswered. I searched the house, each room more chaotic than the last, but there was no sign of Harold. His fear, however, was everywhere. It clung to the walls, it seeped from the floorboards, it filled the air with a heaviness that was almost suffocating. Harold was nowhere to be found, but his terror was as real and tangible as the cold winter air. It was a fear that lingered, a fear that whispered of a horror that was yet to be uncovered. As I moved through Harold's house, the chaos of the scene began to paint a picture of a man consumed by fear and paranoia. Signs of Harold's escalating dread were evident in every room. Mirrors throughout the house were shattered, their broken shards, scattered across the floor, reflecting the dim light in a thousand fractured beams. It was as if Harold couldn't bear his own reflection, or perhaps, he was afraid of what might be lurking behind him. Doors within the house were barricaded with furniture, makeshift barriers that spoke volumes of Harold's desperate attempts to keep something out, or perhaps, keep something in. An old shotgun, its wooden stock worn and weathered, lay discarded on the living room floor. Its presence was a chilling testament to the terror Harold must have felt, a terror so profound that he felt the need to arm himself within his own home. But the most unsettling discovery awaited me in Harold's bedroom. The room was in disarray, much like the rest of the house, but it was the closet that drew my attention. 
The closet door was riddled with bullet holes, the wood splintered and scarred. Deep, jagged scratch marks marred its surface, as if something had clawed at it with a ferocity that was almost animalistic. It was a sight that sent a shiver of dread coursing through me, a silent testament to a terror unseen. Harold's frantic voice echoed in my mind, his last words on the phone replaying like a chilling mantra, it's hiding in the closet. The words hung in the air, a chilling reminder of Harold's fear. The room felt colder, the silence seemed louder, and the sense of dread that filled the house seemed to converge on this one spot. I was standing at the threshold of a mystery, the answers hidden behind the scarred door of a closet, in a room that reeked of fear, in a house that held a terror yet unseen. Despite an exhaustive search that lasted for weeks, Harold Baxter was never found. The local search parties combed through every inch of Northwood, venturing into the dense woods that surrounded the town, dredging the nearby river, and even exploring the old mines that lay abandoned on the outskirts. But all efforts proved futile. Harold had vanished, as if swallowed by the very shadows he had feared. His disappearance sent a ripple of unease through the close-knit community of Northwood. Whispers of Harold's strange tales, his frantic last call, and his subsequent disappearance filled the air, fueling rumors and fear. The once tranquil town was now gripped by a sense of dread, its peace shattered by the chilling mystery. Every time I passed Harold's house, a shiver would run down my spine. The house stood there, silent and ominous, a constant reminder of the unsolved mystery. It felt as if the house itself was alive, its silence hiding a terrible secret, its emptiness echoing with the remnants of Harold's fear. The windows stared blankly, like vacant eyes, and the front door creaked mournfully in the wind, as if mourning its lost occupant. Despite the lack of leads and the growing pressure, the case remained open for months. But as the seasons changed and the leads grew cold, the case was eventually closed, relegated to the archives as an unsolved mystery. But the memory of that cold winter night, the fear in Harold's voice, and the chilling discoveries in his house, haunted me. It was a ghost that lingered in the back of my mind, a chilling reminder of the unseen terror that had consumed Harold Baxter and left a once peaceful town shrouded in fear. Years have passed since Harold Baxter's mysterious disappearance, but his house still stands on the outskirts of Northwood. It's a chilling monument to the unseen terror that once gripped the town, its dilapidated facade a stark reminder of the fear that consumed its last occupant. The paint is more faded now, the garden more overgrown, and the sense of desolation more profound. It stands there, silent and eerie, a ghostly relic of a chilling past. Those who dare to venture near the house report strange occurrences. They speak of eerie noises that echo from within its empty halls, of shadowy figures seen in the corner of the eye, and of an inexplicable sense of dread that seems to cling to the place. The house, it seems, is not entirely abandoned. It's as if Harold's fear has seeped into the very walls of the house, lingering like a spectre, a haunting legacy of the terror he experienced. Harold's voice still echoes in my mind, his fear-filled words a chilling soundtrack to the haunting mystery. It's hiding in the closet, he had said, and those words have stayed with me, 
a constant reminder of the unseen terror that lurks in the shadows. It's a terror that remains unseen, its presence felt only in the chilling legacy it has left behind. The mystery of Harold Baxter remains unsolved, a chilling enigma that continues to cast a shadow over the quiet town of Northwood. It's a mystery that has become a part of the town's lore, a haunting tale whispered on cold winter nights, a chilling reminder of the unseen terror that once gripped the town. Harold's house stands as a testament to this mystery, a haunting legacy of the unseen terror of Northwood, a chilling chapter in the town's history that is yet to find closure.